We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Please, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just do it. There's what? There's There's a surprise there for you, man. That is right. (laughs) Hi, guys. Today, we have a special guest, very, very special guest, and we're going to talk all about how to turn your content into cash flow. Disclaimer, I did take that phrase from one of her videos because yeah. she's that epic. So she she just handed me that hook in a, sil- in a, in a silver platter right there. Ooh, baby. But before we start. Do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? We do. What? Say what? Yes, and it is Share it. Biz Share Bros it. ourselves what? with Content Momentum. You know it. If you have a long form piece of content, just like this one that you're listening or watching to right now and you want it as value pack bite-sized assets that then you can turn into little minions and send it in social media so they can get clients for you we are here to help you send us a dm to biz bros at biz bros co on instagram and facebook easy busy guys please don't forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone and follow us on social media at biz bros co and if you find this episode impactful you know what to do don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review thank you what a surprise we have today it is taco tuesday and with that comes a special guest not to mention it is the second time she makes an appearance on the content is profit podcast just throwing this out there but i think she might be reaching hall of famer status oh yeah yeah. i think we can all agree that she is an absolute legend shame she is more of a hockey fan than soccer though you know if not, she would be definitely a part of her Content is Profit soccer team with yes. Katherine Jones, Jamie Atkinson, Lauren Golden, and many more. Maybe we can convince her today. That, my friend, was a tangent. <laughs> Either way, today's guest is no, is, is no stranger to content. In fact, she has helped hundreds, if not thousands, of people create infinite video impact. Not to mention that Tony Robbins and Russell Branson got lucky to speak at the same stage as her. Today's guest is Canadian royalty. <laughs> That's right. I'm so excited. Please welcome the lioness of YouTube, the Jerry Seinfeld of Instagram stories, and someone who should have been in the Alaskan Fish Wars show, Miss Marliachi! Welcome, Marley. I wish I had a fiesta going on here. I have my on my shirt. That's the best I can do. There we go. Wait, now I'm thinking about it. We slack. We should send her some tacos. You know, like the whole shebang. Yeah. It's okay. Excuse for a third. Excuse for a third show. Excuse for a third one. That's right. If you don't remember. Marley, if you don't remember, on the first episode that we recorded, we had all these technical issues, and we literally said. This is an excuse for us to bring you a second time. You see? <laughs> it's, it's part of the strategy. I think it's working. It works. <laughs> Marley, thank you so much for joining us today on this beautiful Taco Tuesday, I guess. Yes. 
Taco Tuesday. I have to go eat tacos now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, Fonsi has some notes in there that we want to share a little bit with the audience to kind of catch him up to, to this. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to invite everybody that is watching or listening right now to go to the previous episode. It is episode 24, and we, we discuss everything about your journey, Marley. We talked about, you know, how to find your dream client, right? And you, you shared that story with the pickup artist, which was amazing, by the way. <laughs> how to use your story as a filter, right? Understanding YouTube versus social media, owning and renting the, the attention of people. You share a special and exclusive story, the paparazzi story, right? And at that moment, we didn't <laughs> have the, the air horn uh, sound, but we have it right now. Let's you're the only place I've told that story. I haven't repeated it. Oh, oh wow. Well, with like now you you kind of have to go yeah, listen to that episode. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? And then we talk about, you know, content creators trying to start a business and vice versa, try, businesses trying to become content creators and many more stories. So I think we, we got people up to speed now <laughs> and I think we're ready to go. And with that said, I want you to, I want to start, you know, immediately with plugging your amazing event that's coming up right now, <laughs> Content Machine Live. What What is that all about, Marley? Well, Content Machine Live, I, if anyone has heard my story, I had a period of time where like, I was just creating all this content, I was making all these videos and spending hours, but then launching them to crickets. And I traveled the world, working with different clients all over, filming six months of content in three days and distributing it, promoting it for all of them. And I had to go through this to learn how do you actually create content that translates into in your funnel, into warm traffic, into dollars in your bank account. And so I was like, when I figure this out, I'm gonna teach it to everybody. And I have not, this is gonna be the first time that I'm teaching a lot of this content, it's brand new. And I'm teaching it at Content Machine Live happening next week the 23rd to the 25th. Yes. And um, I don't want to say, in case you're going to say this, there's some really awesome guest speakers coming. Oh, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Bizros are part of it. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. Maybe. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. But jokes aside, you do have like amazing people coming to that event, yes. you know? So, uh, I mean, we can we can tell the audience a little later yeah. so that, you know, they stick with us. And so so I, I kind of want to like reverse engineer this conversation a little bit, if that makes sense. But <laughs> I'm, I'm curious on when was it that you decided to create a this type of event, right? The content machine live. Like, why from, I mean, and obviously you still create great amounts of content. We're just listening to the Content Archetypes podcast, Ooh. which was amazing. But I'm curious, when was it that you're like, you know, I need to create this event and bring all these people together? At the beginning of 2020, I had planned that I was going to do a live in-person event. I was like, if this is my year, it's going to be the first time I do this, it's going to be great. Well, then COVID happened. Everyone had the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I can't do it. And I just put it off to the side. And I was like, not happening. Mm. Um, but then I started to see like how my community was still, you know, they were joining the challenges, they were being in our programs and they still wanted that like intensive experience. So I was yeah. like, you know what? we can do it virtually. And I started looking into other people who were doing it virtually and learn from them. And the way that we're doing it, even though it is virtual and like a lot of us have Zoom fatigue, like can you stand having another Zoom meeting? <laughs> but we've done everything we can to make it interactive. We have content machine kits being delivered to everyone's houses. Yes. And we are making it as interactive so that you still have all the elements of having an in-person event, but still from your own home that you can be like business on top, whatever party on the bottom <laughs> yes 
I, I love it because, you know, we've shared this on the show before. Uh, the second we started like growing and the second that we started seeing the momentum in the business side of things was the second that we started investing in, in different events, right? We started, obviously, it, this is pre-COVID, so we will go. And it was a change of environment, which was very needed, right? And right now, I think we're craving that. Like, internally, oh, yeah. I think we're like, oh, man, we need this. And we can't wait for, for this next week. And we actually got this, like, new TV, and we have the office set up. Oh, so yeah. it's going to be, like, this awesome thing for us. And we're making it an experience. And I encourage everybody that, you know, if you decide to sign up with Marley, highly, highly recommend, or any other event to make this as an experience. Because for us... That meant that we met people, that we, you know, expanded our, our knowledge, that it was a new point of view, right? Be open to these new ideas because then we started implementing and things happened. And if we know one thing is that what you do, we went through your challenge. We went through obviously your content and, and uh, people that execute get amazing results. So I just cannot wait to see yeah. what this event has like in storage. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and I think you mentioned something that I, I don't want it to fly under the radar here that you said you listen to your audience, right? Like your plan was to have this event in 2020, but then with everything that happened, you weren't going to do it. And then you listen to them. Right. And I think that is key right there. Cause sometimes we overcomplicate things so much instead of just listening to the people that we're talking to. Right. So I'm curious, what other things have you gained from actually listening to your audience? And, you know, what would you say to someone that is struggling to create content that turns into cash flow, right? Um, in regards to this, this aspect. Yeah, that's such a good question because we're all stuck in this place where we're like, well, what do we do next? Or we've had that part in our business where we feel stuck and we've, we create, you know, our business is our baby. And because we've created, we think it's the most beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. We're obsessed with it. We're posting pictures of it all the time, but like, I don't care about your baby until I know what the baby can do for me. So that's mm -hmm. people don't care about your business unless they know this is what, how it benefits me. So for me to be like, here's what I think you need. That's not necessarily what they want. So I have to listen to my audience and actually hear the language that they're speaking and speak that same language back to them. I had a period in my business where like things were struggling, things weren't working. I was running a webinar every week and it was just flopping. And I'm sure for people listening or watching this, they're like, I've had that where like you keep hitting a wall and you're like, it's not working, but I know it's amazing. Yeah. Well, we still, it's our job to let our audience know why it's amazing and why it's going to be amazing for them. So one of the things that I had to do was take a step back and actually do research with my audience, get to know my audience and hear what they were asking for, that maybe it was what I was, it was the exact same thing I was giving them, but the language I was speaking had to meet them where they were at. You can still give them what they need, but you first have to give them what they want. Mm. That, that, that reminds me so much of, you know, this experience that we had <laughs> sure. with Steve Larson, which, you know, we actually met him through the One Funnel Away Challenge. And he was screaming at us every single night. Yeah, and we lo we absolutely loved it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it was yeah, it was amazing, right? And then we connected. We're like, okay, let's be in one of his courses. Then let's go to his live event. And I remember he was a you guys because when he was teaching at the live event, he was teaching something that goes pre what he was kind of like advertising, right? But this is a catch. He was like, that's my message because I know that's what you guys want, right? But mm -hmm. once you get here. I want to, I'll teach you what you want. Of course I will, but I'll also teach you what you need. But since you're already sold on the message, right? Because he hit us with that message of what we wanted. I was like, wow, that is so genius. And for me, I remember that moment so clearly that because it, it changed 
a lot of the things on on my mar marketing perspective if you want to put it that way because we yeah. used to literally go to restaurants and knock on the on their <laughs> door and be like oh they need it they need what we're offering right now and, and then it's like convincing right yeah, it's like we exactly. gotta convince you to do this and then you you see Fonzie oh, yeah. on, on a full-on suit trying to <laughs> yeah last oh. time you, you saw me yeah wearing a suit <laughs> Dude, Marley, I, I I wrote this thing like lead with the want. It's so awesome. Like how how was your journey like learning this? Like we we talk very often about the frictionless sell. You know, now that we have this platform, we've been able to like communicate with so many people and build amazing relationships. And now we have these conversations that people know exactly what we do. And then the conversation is really like, how do we make this thing happen? Right? It's very frictionless. Super awesome to have those calls. Where before it was very like. Oh man, I don't really want to like take on this call, Fonzi. You take it, <laughs> and and it was just like because we were gonna try to convince this person. Now, like if there's a hint of convincing, we try to be like, hey, you know, we don't do this, right? Uh, come back in a few months, like, and again, it comes down to operating from a place of a need versus an operating from a place of abundance, right? But how do you get to that point? I like what you said there about like not having to convince, because convincing, if you have to convince someone that they have a problem, it's not a problem. Like that you're trying to convince them that you have the solution to what they need. They're like, I like it's not something that they need. It's not a problem for them. Yeah. So I love what you say is like, now we get on the phone with people because of the content we've created. They know who we are. We've warmed them up already. We've, we've warmed up, we've uh, increased the temperature and the intimacy. So by the time they do get on the phone with us, it's not a convincing, it's a, how can we work together? And that's what we're doing in our content, that we're telling the stories that allow people to qualify themselves by nodding their heads, saying, yes, I agree, or yes, that's me. Then they'll qualify themselves by putting in their email address to get the lead magnet. Then they'll qualify themselves with their credit card to, hey, yeah, I want that low-cost offer. And then you ascend them up the value ladder. So it starts with your stories that get them to qualify themselves by agreeing. Yeah. And then it, and then it continues with the continued nurturing and getting to know them, but also having that two-way conversation like social media is social mm. if you wanted to just like talk at people put up a billboard or read a newspaper <laughs> this is about the like the two-way interaction yeah yeah you know i love what you said about this story it it just reminds me of the episode the content archetype episode that, that i just heard from your podcast i think that was genius honestly i was like wow that is so cool and i love the emphasis that you did and the story on your on your grandpa so i would love if if possible if you can elaborate a little bit on that because i think it is key for people to understand the role that stories play in honestly day to day like it's not only yeah. marketing it is i think it's like seth godin says he says if you're trying to com not convince right but like sell yourself like or get a, a new position at your job or you know uh, get a girl to go out on a date with you like you are a marketer and you market through stories so i would love for you if possible to elaborate on that content archetype yeah i i love the content archetype episode and we also have a, a whole in-depth presentation at content machine live Ooh. about the content archetypes That's and cool. uh the reason why this came up so there's a few different i'll just name a couple of them there's barney for adults which i will explain all, what all these mean uh there's the pre-she kindergarten teacher There's the uh, the ghost or ex-boyfriend. And then I love how at the beginning of this, you said, we're not popping in because I've pointed out <laughs> to people. I do these little PSAs. I don't know if people ever get upset about them, but I'm like, hey, guys, stop popping in. Like, you know how mm -hmm. there's so many people that start their Facebook lives or their videos with, hey, guys, just popping in real fast. Just wanted to come on here. Yeah. Just wanted to 
jump in real quick. But why do we do that? It's like we're apologizing for taking up space or yeah. or hesitating, trying to like amp ourselves up before we like powerfully go in for our message. So hashtag stop the pop. We've stopped the pop. <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> but one of the reasons why I created these archetypes is because it's so common. And when we see things that are happening that are so common, there's like this bandwagon that happens with content. I ask myself, what's actually authentic? What's actually uniquely you? Or that you're just picking up from other people. So I, I created, the first one I created was um, Barney for adults. And the reason why I came up with this Bar and I'm, I say Barney like the big purple bi purple dinosaur. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I saw Fonzie putting the purple <laughs> shirt, so I'm like, hmm, are you being the Barney? Or the Barney <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> so I came up with this because I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I come across this influencer and she's a big like millions of followers and and I like her just as a disclaimer I'm not like bashing her, but uh, she's she has this message and she's kind of like rambling in her content. And, and the underlying message of it is positive. She's like, you can do anything, you, you know, go after your dreams, never give up. Yeah. You can do anything you set your mind to. And I'm watching it and I'm like, uh-huh. So what? <laughs> what else, like, what else you got? Yeah. Like, why? Why are you telling me this? And, and it's not to take away from the message because everyone needs that motivation. Yeah. But like, how much of personal development is just Barney for adults? Like I need more substance for it to really integrate emotionally. Like why yeah. do we remember things? What makes things memorable? When we felt the emotional shift, when when something we said maybe challenged or tested our beliefs or showed us a new way. So this woman just being like, you can do anything you set your mind to. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. What else you got? Like, how are you gonna inspire me today, Barney? Like, give me something good. Yeah. And so I thought about that, and that's where I tell in the podcast, I tell the story about my grandfather and that he um, he had a photography business and he loved his photography business, but his dad, one Christmas, confided in him saying, hey, we're going to lose the farm. Like, things aren't going so well. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather with his, my, my grandmother, they had just gotten married, his new wife, they sell the entire photography business. They sell all their cameras. They go back to the farm. They live in the, on the farm with my grandfather's parents. How romantic for a newlyweds. Yeah. And they start working on the farm. And months or a year later, I don't know the time frame, they save the farm. Yeah. But then they didn't have the money to go back to photography. Mm. So my grandfather inherits the farm and he, he has this business now and the livestock and all the things. Um, and, and that's what they did for the rest of their lives until retirement. And my grandfather tells this story and he says, I remember like riding the tractor through the fields crying because this isn't, this isn't what I wanted. This yeah. isn't, I wanted a different life for my, you know, I wanted photography. I wanted to live in the city with my wife. I wanted to raise my kids in the city and it just wasn't what I had dreamed of. And I tell that to you so that you know, don't give up on your dreams. You can do anything you set your mind to. So see how I tell a story yeah, beautiful, and yeah. then give you that message. So yeah. it's, and, and hopefully along the way, you're thinking of your grandfather or you're thinking of a time where you almost gave up or you're thinking of an obligation where you felt like you needed to sacrifice yeah. to help someone else. And because you had that, those thoughts and those memories come through, then the message lands and actually can give you an emotional shift and is more memorable than just me saying, hey, do it, you believe in yourself. Yeah, it, it, it's so cool. And uh, I think this is, uh, I guess, a wall for, for a lot of people, right? Because 
you know, we saw the progress immediately when we started sharing our own stories, right? Like we, mm. we shared the story about the 45 Live and basically what that was, we were telling a story of what happened during that day and then at the end we were just like making an offer to communicate with us if they had any questions, right? And that literally changed your business. Like, you know, we, we landed these clients that, that propelled us to new relationships that we have now, new deals that we've been doing and, and it was so powerful and it was so simple to do, right? But then a lot of people, when we share that story, then... Uh, they tell us, well, my, my story is not, is not worth it, right? Or or I, I might not have the stories that you guys had, right? Because obviously, you know, we're foreign. We live crazy experiences here and there. But I, I do think personally that everybody has that, right? Yeah. What do you think? Like, do you encounter that with people like uh, in front of the camera that they struggle? Like, what are the struggles that people go through when trying to tell their stories? I have people that say, I don't have an origin story. And I'm like, of course you do. Like... Even if you just fell out of the sky and landed where you are, that's quite the origin story. You that's a super cool story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you have an origin story. You just need to, you're, you're too close to it. It's kind of like when you see a child grow up, like if, if you're not seeing the incremental little millimeters of growth because you're so close to it, you're living it. Mm-hmm. So like take a step back. And that's one of the things that I do. That's like the first thing I do with clients is I do like an in-depth interview to just pull out those stories and to and with deep curiosity like and i i think of like who are the best interviewers that that we watch like diane sawyer robin roberts oprah when they're interviewing someone it could be like regular joe schmo or it could be the queen of england like it doesn't matter who it is they have such a deep curiosity and they want to get to the very root of the story and that's kind of what we have to do with ourselves when we're looking at our stories is well, what happened? How did that make me feel? What was the turning point along the way? The same way that we watch movies. Like yeah, if we, if yeah. it was just like the beginning of the movie, hey, this guy's just walking down the road. Boom, now he's a millionaire. Like what happened along the way? <laughs> where where did he hit rock bottom? What were the conflicts? Who was the villain? Like the reason why we're so captivated and on the edge of our seats and why we are so thrilled by the end of it when it gets to the happy happily ever after is because we watch the emotional journey and so that's why you have to create that for your audience too yeah wow marley i have to share this real quick (laughs) i woke up with neck pain right and i think after today's podcast is gonna is gonna hurt even more because my neck is just going up and down like yes <laughs> yes this is absolutely amazing so thank you so much you know every time I turn my head and I feel some pain I'm gonna be like Marley thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> no no I love it you know and you're touching so many points right now uh, I'm gonna have to just pick one right but well I'll pick two because <laughs> the, the the being deep in curiosity about yourself is key and I feel like today especially like in these days, we are just so invested into other people's life, right? Like we're exposed, social media everywhere with, you know, the highlights of this person's life or the struggles of this other person's life. But we rarely sit down, take a step back and actually take a look into ourselves, that deep curiosity that you're mentioning and say, okay, what is my story, right? Or, or how do I, how can I improve? How can I do this? And I find that like super, super interesting because I feel like curiosity is at the the base of learning anything, right? Whether you want to learn a new skill or whether you want to learn something about yourself. So what would you recommend for people to start developing? Well, I think everybody has that curiosity, but how can they find it? How do they find it? I, this this year, I think all of us had the opportunity to adapt and pivot to how the world was changing around us. And it 
for me personally, it gave me a lot of time to be introspective. I did a lot of personal development work. I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of like inner growth because we had the opportunity to, and I hope a lot of people took the time to do that. Yeah. And while I was doing this personal development work, I actually, I had this thought where I asked myself, why do we do this? Like, why, why do we do personal development? Why do we push our comfort zone? Why do we do things that are uncomfortable? Well, when we test the edges of our limits, our limits expand mm. and they call them growing pains for a reason, because you have to go through that pain to have that breakthrough, like the breakdown to the breakthrough. And mm. so I asked myself, why do we do these? Why do we do things that are uncomfortable so that we get the growth? Why do I ask myself the questions to explore the stories that are uncomfortable? Because that's where the biggest aha moments come from. Yeah. That's what makes the answers matter. Yeah. Is when I can ask the questions that are uncomfortable, the answers matter more. And that's what I share with my audience. That's so cool. Yeah. I love, I love that here. breakdown to breakthrough. So here, here's, here's one thing that I live personally, right? Like for me, I think it came down to a, a screw it moment, right? It was like, I'm so over this. We've been operating for so long at a place of like need. I want to get like this out of it. Like we tried so many things, right? And and it wasn't until we sat down in a room full of people that were trying to sell this service, which was at the moment very different than what we do now. And I, I, and I was showing client results, right? And then these guys turn around. They're like, well, you guys have nothing up there. You guys have no. nothing published, right? I, I I just wanted the earth to like swallow me completely and just like oh. bring Fonzie with me as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it was bad, right? And the, the the deal wasn't closed. It was like nine different like owners, like in the city. Like it was it was it was bad. Anyways, we came back and we're like, dude, that was painful. We need to change it, right? And it was that moment that set us to we're like, okay, how can we be consistent? Like that's the one thing that we really want to do, right? After that, let's see what happens. And and through that question, it's like, how are we consistent? then we created that framework for us that worked for us, right? And we're like, okay, depending on the resources that we have, what can we do? And, uh, and at the moment it was 10 minutes a day, just sharing a story of what happened. But it took that like screw it moment where like, I don't really care about like any other external factors. I just need to go and execute. Yeah. Do every, does everybody need that screw it moment? Like how, how, like how was it for you? Like, was it a turning point that you were like, oh man, this is so painful. Like I just need to change, right? Or was it constant evolution through whatever challenges you were facing? I think pain is probably the biggest motivator, whether it's emotional pain, financial pain, time freedom, lack of time freedom, pain. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think it was all of the above. <laughs> and and when I'm also interviewing or interrogating almost my, my clients to pull their message out of them, that's what I'm also looking for is like, what was your rock bottom? Mm. And that's, that's the point that you can like, if, if I tell, ask you any movie, like you can remember, like what's the rock bottom moment for the main, there was the part where they were like, it's fork in the road. It's either you like give yeah. up and you stay here at rock bottom or you have no choice, but to go up. Um, and that's why we cheer louder when they win because we watch them go up from rock bottom. And so we have to do the same. Yeah. It is funny how like, all these topics that we're hitting right now, they literally point to emotions, right? Whether that is trying to evoke emotions in somebody else or even trying to evoke emotion in yourself, right? And I think it was total coincidence, but I started reading this book called Becoming Superhuman. 
And mm. it's by Joe Dispenza. It's actually the first book I read about him. I've never read anything about him. Thank you, Holly, for the recommendation. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was not Holly. Uh, I forgot, but it was not It was not Holly's ah, recommendation. Okay. But thank oh. you, Holly, for being an awesome <laughs> friend. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> so the book actually is talking about how emotions, mm. right? Like, first... You don't get a memory without an emotion, an emo emotion, without an emotion, right? And so if you want to cause an impression in somebody, people rem remember you, you need to be able to create a certain type of emotion, right? Now, the other thing is emotions create like these chemical uh, imbalances in your body. So depending on the emotion, right? Like if it's something negative, like, That's why a lot of people start like getting sick and you get into a negative loophole and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. you literally can use emotion in yourself, try to control, try to visualize your emotions and put yourself in a state, right? That you're going to be, let's say, successful. So what I'm what I'm thinking here in these topics, and I know this sounds a little uh, uh, woo-woo out there. You, you got it, Fonzie. But, but it's, you know, like find those yeah. stories in yourself mm -hmm. that bring out these emotions in you and those are probably the stories that you want to share with other people and i'm going to mm -hmm. give a, a quick example right here right in the last couple of months like i love what we do i think obviously what we do is it has so much value for our clients but me personally i've been i was struggling like wow what is the that emotional aspect right like that impact that i want to cause on people and i've been debating with that right and, and you can ask my brother sometimes in here at the office i'm not the most productive guy because i'm not you know like definitely I, not i feel a little disconnected <laughs> so i started asking myself that question yeah. and it got to the point kind of like that story where my brother was like we weren't being consistent and i realized that all my entrepreneurial life i've just been literally chasing the quick win right the short the the short-term gratification the immediate gratification like what is the shiny object uh what is the strategy I, i need right now and i was just jumping from one thing to the other never focusing on one thing and it wasn't until we stuck to creating content consistently that everything started to take off so when i kind of like dig back into my emotions there i was like wow like this is it like What I want to offer people is a long-term solution, right? Like, I, I want them to have long-term confidence, not immediate confidence to do something once and that's it, but I want them to be able to build their confidence and put themselves in front of the camera and, you know, and create content consistently so then they can help more people, right? And when I think when I put those together and that, like, that emotion helped me do that, that was kind of like the bridge, how, like, Okay, so now my focus is that. And something that I've been telling myself lately that I don't think I've even shared with my brother here is exclusive. that, yeah, exclusive. What is Aaron Horn? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the exclusive is that, you know, I feel like a lot of marketers get this, start, market these quick things, these immediate gratification things. And I understand it from, from the point of view of marketing, right? Like you want to give people quick wins, So they get hooked on you and then you take him along the journey maybe. But I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I, I, I want to create this, again, like long-term sustainable results for people. So I think in my head, what I'm, I'm trying to say is like, that's where I want to, my focus to be in. And that happens because my deep curiosity found that emotion in me. If that rant makes sense. <laughs> But like you couldn't, if someone just told you that, 
you'd be like, yeah, yeah. But you had to feel it emotionally for yeah. you to have that integrate and for you to be like, yes, this is what I'm passionate about. And yes. so often I'll ask my clients or my students, when you look at your customers, how many, how many of you can say that your customer, your ideal target demographic is the before picture of you? And they're often looking to your current reality that as what they want as their after picture. Yes, absolutely. That's like that's a great question, you know. And if I'm being honest, like we love our clients, and some are a previous version of us, but we work with some other corporate clients, right? That they're doing something else, and we're part of like a bigger team. So yeah. I mean, I love that how that question. Be, it brings more perspective, right? Like, yeah. okay, now let me dial back again. Let me see who am I talking to and who am I bringing on and impacting? Because I believe 100% the people that we can help the best are those that are walking that path that we already walk. Yes, exactly. And that makes it easier for you to be able to communicate with them because you know the pain points they've been through because you have to. Yep. Yeah. Marley, I think people want to know, How do you turn content into cash flow? <laughs> well, your stories and then your value ladder and then your visibility ladder. And then, like we said, you, you know the pain points and then yeah. have that messaging. And that's where we like when you have a sales message and the stories, then that turns into an, indoc an indoctrination engine yeah. so that you're just constantly like building this new audience. You're constantly heating them up and, and increasing the, the temperature and the intimacy which then leads to that conversion, them saying, like I said, they qualify themselves with them saying, yes, me too, mm -hmm. by them putting in their email address, by putting in their credit card and then showing them the next steps by giving them the results. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was listening part of your episode with Alex Sharfin uh, on your podcast earlier today. And, uh, mm -hmm. and you guys were sharing something, or I think it was Alex that he's like, he literally shares every single secret out yeah. to the, he sends it out to the world. Right. And, uh, There might be some people that might be like, oh, man, I don't really want to do that. Right. Like, you know, for us, like that was our Facebook lives yeah. at first. Like, I, I, I think the, que the, the question people ask themselves is like, if I put everything out there, who's going to pay for it? Right. Right. So yeah. I would like to address that a little bit. Right. Because, I mean, obviously, our, our show format is very different. Like we, we have this amazing conversation with you guys. But at the same time, you guys are sharing a lot of, of your stuff. Right. Like it's like mm -hmm. there's no there's no secret. Here it is, man. Like go take action. Right. Uh, what, what we called, we don't call them golden nuggets. We call them golden boulders because they're, they're huge <laughs> and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Marley, thank you for laughing at that joke. You know, everybody here in the audience was like, no, Luis, that's not working. But it, it is working. <laughs> But so what would you say to people? Like, what's what's the correct way, right? What's the correct way to, to share information? Well, how, how do people do it? When people ask like, well, what should I give away for free? Like, how do I stop? Give the what, not the how. And yeah, there's there's some truth to that. I understand the, that you're, you're still teaching them, but like there's more access, there's more community, there's more coaching and stuff when people go beyond a paywall. But I also wonder when they say that, like how much can I give away for free is like, are you coming from a place of scarcity or service? Yes. Like when you want to reach your audience and be like, I know what you need, here's the steps. But there's also more in depth, like, you know, coaching with me, access to the community, more coaching calls where I can actually individually have my eyes on your business to be able to support you in that breakthrough. There's always a next level. And really, yeah. like, like Alex said on that podcast, I've said this to you, I give it all away. If you want to go scour my YouTube channel and watch every single video I've put out, amazing. That's what it's there for. Please do. But you also like behind the paywall, you get it 
all in one place. You get mm. the worksheets, you get the coaching calls, you get the community. There's more to it. And Russell said this once at Funnel Hacking Live. I don't have the book within arm's reach, but he was like, how many of you have read this book? And he holds up expert secrets. And the whole audience like raises their hand. They're like, yeah, of course. And he goes, why are you still here? Yeah, yeah, so powerful. Everything I know is in this book. Like everything I've ever, like I, it's in this book. Why are you still here? And he said, because people will pay more for the same thing packaged in different ways. Yes. So they buy the book, they buy the event, they buy the coaching program, they buy the inner circle, they buy, like they still get more access. They get more stories. They get more ways of it integrating. They get more community. They get more coaching. Like it's just different levels yeah. and different levels of investment. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of, and this this word is a little bit difficult to pronounce, so I'm sorry in advance, people out there, the content hier hierarchy, hierarchy. Hierarchy. Yeah, hierarchy. content hierarchy, right? You got it, you got it. <laughs> Marley's right. laughing. Thank you, Marley. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, you know, it, and it's the, like you said, like podcast, sometimes you can share the same thing in a blog post than in a in a podcast but people think that because if it, it's in a podcast is more valuable it has more value to it and then if you put it in a book even more value to it that and i think that's why a lot of people i mean i don't think i'm, I'm pretty sure that's why a lot of people are like hey here's my i just self-publish a book right because i feel like it gives you that immediate like authority level like whoa this guy has a book right yeah, yeah. so Uh, thank you for sharing that because so it, on that on that note with the uh, content hierarchy like one of the things that that we when we change perspective on how we produce the content right because a lot of people have that image we come from from the brick and mortar right and and the concept like the world or like anything around content or marketing is like very like top of funnel kind of deal right it's like very like basic things and then there's a lot of indoctrination that needs to be done in that world right and and i came from there like i i used to manage some studios and we were having sitting with these agencies and it was like you know this audience and it's like a geofence and like everybody let's target everybody right and it's like oh my god no it's so that's so painful anyways <laughs> but but it was like the content has to be like so perfect right and and i, I feel like at that point my mentality was there And then we changed perspective and we gave content a different job. We gave content, uh, content the job of, let's try things out. Let's see what happens. Mm. Especially because for us, friction, uh, like editing was a friction point, right? Uh, all these other things was was friction that prevent us for, for consistent content in our specific case. So we're like, you know, let's scratch that. Let's do, that's why we do the show live. So we actually do it because we're lazy <laughs> AF, like, on, like you know, not, we're not lazy. We're very, you know, we're hard workers. But at the same time, like <laughs> producing the whole show, right? Yeah. And so what? Efficient. Efficient. Exactly. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. That's why you're here, Mark. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like we do it live because we need to be held accountable by the audience, by the people that count on us to deliver this content. Right. So we said, okay. Instead of having the content perfect and market that way, let's use it as a vehicle to test our message, right? Let's put a ton of hooks out there. Let's see what works, what resonates with people. The reason Fonzie describes the content minions, right? There's the, you know, is be, he continues to do that because people laugh and they're like, oh my God, that's a perfect image. Exactly, you're, you're cracking up. So uh, the content, consistent content allowed us to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's a very, that's a very important point to think about, change the perspective around it and have fun with it. Like enjoy the process for us was like, that's such a big thing. So how do you, I'm sure like having an experience with you and your team has, has to be so fun. Uh, like you, we cry together probably with like going through the stories and like, Oh my God, this is what happened. So how do you, how do you teach people that? How do you, how do you like 
touch their hearts. I'm getting poetic now. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you, you like that? Okay. <laughs> we ask the questions that matter. We ask the questions that are uncomfortable so that the answers matter. Um, and it, it is, it's the deep curiosity. It's the exploration. We, for sure, we have grown men crying on these calls, which is so, it's weird to say I'm proud of it. Like I'm proud of making people cry, <laughs> yeah. but it's because you know that you've, you've hit that emotional part. And I know that if, if that's where, like, if we've hit that emotional part, then that's where we know that like, there's going to be a breakthrough here. I love how you said, Fonzie, uh, you can't have a memory without emotion. I'm probably going to, I'm going to repeat that one. Cause that like, <laughs> that made me have an aha moment. Um, so anytime we can like create that deep curiosity, pull out the stories and then also tell them, okay, here's how do you, how do you tell a story for retention? How do you open that loop? Like even at the beginning, I noticed this at the beginning of this, we talked about the, the event. You're like, Oh, we'll tell you later who's speaking at the event. So like, Oh, yeah. open loop. So that makes people want to keep watching or, um, Hey, we, uh, Marley said this exclusive thing that she's never said on any other podcast before. It was about how, about the paparazzi that abandoned her in the middle of Toronto. You should go watch it. Like, go listen to that last episode. Like, you create these loops that keep people watching and you discover your stories through curiosity, but then you have to also tell them so that it continues to give your audience more curiosity. Yes. And that curiosity then is like, well, what's in the next story? What's in the next video? What's in this behind this paywall? If I pay yeah. for more access to this. Yes. That, that is amazing. That is literally the one question I've been asking myself everything, every single time I either put content out there or review certain type of, of copy, I'm like, is this causing curiosity? Like, is the mm -hmm. person on the other side still going to be curious to watch the next the next thing that is coming after this? So I, I think that is absolutely key. I do think personally um, that we still need to get a little better in that, right? I mean, we can always improve everybody, but I'll say that we've been working on that. And I invite everybody that is either watching or listening To, to practice as themselves, you know, how can I cause curiosity in other people as well? And you know what? A little pause here because we got some cool comments coming Ooh. in. Jim Beard, he is. <laughs> When does Marley's new album drop? Marley, we need a date. Yeah, so for those listening, you know, Marley recently sent out a song out there to the world. Um, we were actually going to ask you to perform that live, but, you know, we're just going <laughs> to send people to that video. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, she seems ready. Oh, just, you ready? <laughs> ready? We got things ready. I mean, Fonsi has been, like, learning the guitar so he could, I, like, join you guys. I've been, so. I've been, I've been trying to learn guitar <laughs> just for this moment, Mar Marley, just so you know. We got Tony here saying, like, this song is still in my head. Yes, absolutely, Tony. I mean, same to me, man. I, <laughs> okay, I, I want to actually use this moment Because when I first saw your song, Marley, I was like, this is genius. Like, like you are having so much fun creating content. At the same time, you are creating literally disruptive content and extremely shareable content for other people. To, you know, like you literally put all these amazing pieces together. So I'm curious how your mind yeah. works. Can you can you walk us that? through the thought process of this video and and let's describe to the audience a little bit of of what that video is so they have an yeah. idea, right? What hey. was what's that process like? So Content Machine Live coming up, I'm like I want to I want to get everyone there. The content I'm creating is so good. I just need to get I would say butts and seats, but really like logins to Zoom. Let's it's <laughs> virtual, but it's interactive. And so I was like, how can I just get the best lineup? So we have Alex Sharp and we have Steve Larson, we have Christy Code Red. And I'm like, what would tip this over the edge? Russell Brent. 
Brunson. Yes. But I'm like, you don't just ask Russell Brunson. You don't just like send him a text and be like, hey, want to speak at my event? I was like, I have to do something that is so unique. But actually, so there were two music videos I put out. This, the first one was the one that got the most uh, attention. Yes. The second one, though, was the first one that I came up with was I was like, I'm going to rap. Yeah. I'm going to create a rap. But the thing about the rap is I was like, it can't just be any rap. I have to do it to something that's going to like really stand out to him. So I took his stage entrance music. He has this, it's a song by Odessa and it actually is instrumental already. So I'm like, I'll write a rap to that song. Mm. I'm not a good rapper. Like I can sing, but I can't rap. So I hired someone to do the rap part for me. <laughs> produce it and also the other thing like behind the scenes of this i was so scared that when i posted it that facebook would take it down like i had to i had to mm. modify the music to like speed up the the, the uh tempo, speed up the yeah. whatever so that it didn't get taken down so it'd be just a little bit different than what the copyright was luckily it didn't get taken down so i came up with the rap first but it was going to take more time to film the music video So I was like, what can I put out first? What if like I just sang? Like I know how to sing and I, I've been playing the piano. I was like, maybe I can just do a song on the piano. Um, so I, I wrote the lyrics for this song and I was like, it would sound really good with a ukulele. I'm just going to learn how to do the ukulele. Yeah. And so I have a ukulele that I bought at the beginning of quarantine thinking like, oh, I'll just learn how to do it. <laughs> I couldn't learn that fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, huh. I can just ask someone I know to like, just record the track of it. Yeah. And so Steve Larson plays the ukulele and I'm yep. like, Hey, can you just record this for me so that I can sing to it? And I'll just like sing to my computer. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what if I was in the video with you? <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I think it could be really funny. And I was like, okay, that's going to start rumors. So how about instead we'll get Christy in it too? Because Christy also lives in Boise. Yeah. Mm. So I call Christy and Christy, I like, I actually played the Vox on Instagram story. She's like, oh my God, I have never wanted to do anything more. Yes, please let me be in this video. And she's like, I just so, want to do the, like the, the triangle or like the, 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 egg, the, the egg shaker. Yeah. <laughs> and so Christy's in and now I'm like, well, it would only make sense to have Alex because he's the other speaker at Content Machine Live too. So I, I vox him and I'm like, hey, I'm going to ask you for a really weird request, but like, just trust me. Can you please make a video of yourself just like jamming along to this music? And I sang the song for him. And so he's listening to it on his computer while also like filming himself, <laughs> bobbing along and doing his little. And he sort of sends it to me and I like loop it. And then, yeah, we all go over to Christie's and we film the video. It took us like three takes to film it. So it actually didn't... Uh, And we do it in one take, but we just filmed it three times. Yeah. And and that was that was it. And Russell voxed me this weekend. He said it's still stuck in his head. Wow. Sweet. That's, yeah, that's a win right there. There there's there's a few elements there that yes. we want to highlight. Well, first off, great. Wait, 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 before you before you oh, go that. Oh man, really? I, I so need to say <laughs> you guys tricked me because I totally thought Alex Charfin was live in like a Zoom call. With you guys, it was a record. Wow, that's that's genius. genius. I, I didn't even put that. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, maybe he recorded the video and he like send it. That was yeah, he said, amazing. It was like a 30 second clip that we just looped. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. love it. That was so But cool. Stops and starts. I just want to do. I just want to put this out there, Marley. Alex has been the only person that has says 
that hasn't said yes yet to the show. So I'm just saying, uh, we might as well just, you know. We're going to have to create a, gonna, a rap for him. No, that's, that's what we're going to have Ooh. to do. Or just like send him an F1 card to like pick him up or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I know so, some elements, right? First off, awesome, right? You guys are having a blast creating these content. Like so many people out there think that has to be so formal. So like uh, professional, yes. it's like, just be, just be mm. you. Right. And then mm. you guys went with the flow, right? We talked a lot about uh, enjoy the process. Obviously it, it was something scary, right? Well, yeah. Fancy with the mariachi. Yeah. Huh? Arriba. Arriba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys are having a blast. Second, you using this, like with so many elements, you guys included your audience. I'm sure like everybody was like tuning in and it's like you created this pressure for this event. And, and then this is a piece of that where you guys are having a blast with the speakers. You announced everybody that's coming. You have high interaction with them. You did something original that, that, that fits your personality. Like that's such a big thing, right? That's why we have music on the show. Like we, we literally cannot work without music in the background. Like that's the thing. Like we're always wearing headphones. So, those are elements that people can start applying and playing with it and experimenting and trying yeah. it out and, and putting it out there to the world. And look at this, like the ripple effect. I was literally, I don't know, this might be a surprise with some people that are on this call, but uh, there might be a surprise coming for you. So, uh, <laughs> but it, it costs like different events for other people around the community to take part of it and support yeah. you, which is freaking amazing. How yeah. does that make you feel? It did. <laughs> like a sing-along that people were like also singing it but i haven't seen anything if that's I, I, I cannot confirm or deny that but okay, okay. <laughs> i won't ask questions um but it was so oh my gosh it was so amazing that people shared it so many people were tagging russell and that's what i hoped for that i was like hey instead of me just asking him part of me felt like i was like how mean was that that i just like posted this on the internet and i'm like hey russell like now you kind of <laughs> have to i mean just to confirm, he hasn't, he has not confirmed yet. But, I was um, going to be like, we're going to have this <laughs> an announcement today. It's okay. We can jump back on and we'll announce it here. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to let, give that exclusive announcement. But I, I felt bad because I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of cornered him, didn't I? Because it's not just me asking. It's like everyone asking because of the, uh, the, the video that's stuck, yeah. stuck in their heads too. It's been over a week yeah. and people are still singing it. So there might have to be a part two. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag table face. Yes, that's what we called a hashtag, hashtag table, table face. face. For those listening and you don't know what table face is, you're going to have to go back a few episodes and listening to that episode. Episode 76 um, just came out, by the way. Yes, yeah. Marley will share it with you behind, cameras, behind cameras. I mean, we just did that call <laughs> to action and we're not going to explain it, you know, causing curiosity, you know, you know how it works. Um, but actually, the, the, the part that impresses me the most about this story um, besides actually cornering Russell, right, when he's such a good <laughs> wrestler, you never know what he's going to do, um, yeah. is the fact of collaboration and that you had an idea. It was an imperfect idea, but you were like, let's do it. And you grab pieces from everybody that wanted to collaborate. And it the, the final result was absolutely amazing. So for those listening, don't be afraid to not have your idea 100% done. Just Start putting yeah. it out there and sharing it with some people because you never know what those, what little golden nuggets or big golden golden boulders they're gonna they're gonna share with you that can help yeah. you make that piece of content even better. Marley, to wrap things up, um, what what are some good action points? And uh, I'm just gonna let you say just one. Send them to your event. Okay. What is one action point that people can do today to you know move forward? 
Please, guys, go get your ticket to Content Machine Live, contentmachinelive.com. And when you order before Friday, you will always get the Content Machine kit. But if you order before Friday, that gives me enough time with domestic shipping to make sure that it actually gets to your house so that you have the supplies, the equipment, the swag to enjoy the entire event. If you take your time, you'll still get it. But it would just be really cool for you to attend the event and have all the fun stuff that we're sending you. So go to contentmachinelive.com. You'll be able to hear from me, Alex Sharfin, Steve Larson, Christy Code Red, and maybe even Russell Brunson. Yeah. Yes. We're going to have to clip this part and send him, double corner him, you know? You corner him with your video from one side. We with this one on the other side. We're going to get him, Marley. We're going to help you out. Thank Um, you. Marley, probably my favorite question of the show. Where will you be without publishing? I'd probably still be a dental hygienist cleaning teeth, and I wasn't very good at it. So, yeah. That's wow. wow. That is, yeah. yeah. Either that or being a paparazzi. You know, a, a paparazzi <laughs> assistant chasing people. Yeah, that didn't go well for me either. <laughs> If you guys want to listen to the exclusive story, go to episode 24. 24? Yeah. yeah, 24. 24. Sweet. Awesome. Marla, where, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can like they get indoctrinated with all the awesomeness? Yes. Um, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marley Jacks or Instagram, instagram.com slash Marley Jacks. Hey, I appreciate that you called me the Seinfeld of Instagram stories. I've never heard that before. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> It's a good one. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I want to encourage everybody to go check her out, especially Absolutely. on Instagram, because she is freaking hilarious. Uh, I just want I just want you to know, I, I watch your stories literally <laughs> like a TV show. That's why I made that reference, because I watch Thanks. it like a TV show. Yep. Yep. I, I just let them stack up. Like, if I open your story and I see that there's only three, I'm like, uh, well, well, she, wait. Yeah, we'll she's wait. probably posting a little bit more, you know, <laughs> creating her daily show. So then at the end of the day, grab a bowl of popcorn the instagram stories so funny yeah good to know i didn't know that's how the audience responds to my stories so i'll yeah. uh i'll keep that in mind <laughs> that's awesome guys please please go and connect with marley she is amazing and please no actually yes please but don't, go do it go, do go it. to contentmachinelive.com <laughs> and get your tickets now We are going to be there Absolutely. having fun right here. So if you guys want to hang out with us while we all watch the contentmachinelive.com, let us know. It's going to be an awesome party. Sweet. Yes, it is. Awesome. Marley, thank you so much. Don't leave you. You need the Hispanic goodbye. But with that being said, is it this one? Is it I, this I one? don't remember. Which one is we, it? We have a special goodbye song for you. Yeah. All right, guys. Go ahead and subscribe to the Content is Profit podcast. And follow us on social media at Base Rose Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.